Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Friendly discretion is advised. State of the art Japanese animation. Ohazas and welcome to the Otaku Host Club podcast. You are here with Amelia and, as always, Jeff and Dan. Hello, Shin. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Why are we so dogs. awkward? I'm ready to record. He got two hot dogs down. He's he went. Yeah, I'm in a weird mind space right now. I'm like feeling kind of zen. Oh, but I'm like, like I want to be excited, really excited. I want to try my hardest. I'm not. You know, maybe I need more caffeine. I'm opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Sundays. It's funny that we always record on Sundays because Sundays are like my usual like high anxiety day. And I'm always like, got to record today. Let's muster up this courage. <laughs> Why? Because you're you're anxious about Mondays. I am. Uh, Sunday has always been an anxious day. I don't know what it is. I think it's like the ending of one thing, the beginning of the other thing. I'm in limbo. I don't know what to do with myself. What do people even do on Sundays? You know, like what do people oh, see, do? I'm, Fuck! It's a Sunday. I'm on autopilot on Sundays half the time because well, you have I lots normal, of things to do. Yeah, I just have I to sit in my, my little, room and ponder my, my existence. Alternative meeting on in the morning. Then I record this. Then I have band practice after this. Then I come home and eat dinner. And, you know, that's kind of my day. You gotta, you I, gotta reverse. I love that Sunday and Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is the trick. Yeah. So in this episode. <laughs> We're going to be talking about what we're super excited for fall anime, and uh, we're going to review a movie that Jeff picked out called Ongaku R Sound. But first, what have y'all been watching? I'm going to use my bunny, my anxiety bunny, as a as a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you can go first. Uh, what have I been watching? Yeah. I So I have been... Uh, Making my way through Getter Robo uh, because this is supposed to be a big influence on my beloved Tinjin Tapa Gunnar Lagen, which somebody on the Discord said had flaws, but I didn't get that <laughs> when I watched Gunnar Lagen. I, I think it was that, JD. <laughs> yeah, I know. Throw that shade. Yeah. It, okay, they're not trigger somebody, boys. Though. Somebody they're not said trigger that, boys. Somebody okay. said that show wasn't perfect, and I was just kind of like, "Huh? Really? Oh my god! Uh, that didn't went right over my head. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> must have. I must be lurking in there somewhere. It's not JD, obvious to me. Dan's calling you out right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Get a Robo is is pretty boring. Uh, but I I can see the clear line of how Get a Robo, you know, 30, 40 years down the line, you know, influences Tenjin Tapagun and Lag. And, and so from a historical context, it's an interesting thing to watch. Amazing. Um, 
I, yeah, I personally, this is not a show I would recommend unless you are like dedicated to understanding giant robots as a genre, in which case I think this is worth watching for historical uh, perspective. Um, yeah, this Get a Robo made its impact on the world because it is the first time the robots combine. It's the first time that we see smaller robots combine into bigger robots, uh, which has become a staple forever forward, you know? Um, that gets a start with Get a Robo. So it's got its, yeah, place in the canon of giant robots, but uh, it's, yeah, not not terribly interesting um, to, to it, watching it in a vacuum. Um, I have also been watching Star Driver, which was a recommendation from my friend Kevin. Mm. Uh, I have greatly enjoyed Star Driver. Uh, he enjoyed it so much, he went to the Discord to talk about it. I Boom. did. That I means did. he likes it. Yeah. So Star Driver is a giant robot show taking place in high school. Um, and it's it reminds me a lot of revolutionary girl utina because it has the same kind of like high school conspiracy and everybody is you know behind the scenes doing these like uh, conspiracy politicking and and plotting against each other and they all kind of know that they're each doing this behind the scenes but in the classroom they kind of don't acknowledge this um, and in a similar way, it reminds me of Code Geass because yes. it has Geass, Code Geass, <laughs> Code Geass. How are you supposed to, how are you supposed to, supposed to say I don't it? know. You said ass and I got, I got, I turned into a 10 year old. All right. So the, the, the Code Geass, um, which, you know, has the same, they've got similar kinds of, of high school absurdity to them. It's a similar mix of like, on the one hand, you got the big giant robot action and, and this like you know heavy adrenaline uh, battle sequences, but you have it mixed with this kind of uh, high school slice of daily life absurdity. Um, but I think the difference between the you know revolutionary girl Utina and Code Geass compared to Star Driver. Uh, both Utina and Gias, in my mind, are, are very intelligent shows. Star Driver is really stupid and is really horny. Mm. And rather, but for me, rather than making this trashy or making this unappealing, it just makes it really, really fun. Like every episode, I'm, I find it very, it's, it's fun, it's energetic, it's enjoyable, it's charismatic. Uh, it accomplishes what it's seeking out to do. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this was this was a nice recommendation from Kevin. So thank you, Kevin. Thanks, uh, Kevin. And, uh, Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, uh, and yeah, this was this is a good show. I recommend it to others. Wow, enthused. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Amelia? What are you <gasps> oh shit! What have I been watching? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you forgotten already yeah no i've been i've been i've been checking out a couple of the new fall things um you know wait okay jeff 
Did you watch? Uh, did you watch the three episodes? Or the? I guess I don't know if there's three out yet. If there's, there's two, two episodes yes. of that BL anime. Yes, I did. Okay, we gonna talk about that later. Okay, okay. Um, um, um. Yeah, I guess. Uh, what I have about? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I haven't been watching that much anime actually. Um, mm. um. I've checked out a couple, but I guess I'll talk about it later in the in the in the later part of the episode. But Jeff, has have, did you finish Squid Game? I did finish Squid Game. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Oh okay. shit! I'm gonna start okay. it this week. Actually, I'm gonna Damn. start it this week. I gotta order my Halloween costume. I know. Same, right? <laughs> no. Well, are you actually gonna watch it, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. So I'm. I'm. I made a uh, a. Act, I guess, with my best friend Chris, who got engaged recently. So I'm, I'm very, very happy for him. It makes me—I I cried literal tears of joys when Chris and Karen Aww. got engaged. Um, but they congratulations. Um, yeah, they. Uh, yeah, they're getting. Wow, that's a whole other thing because they're getting. Okay, so all right. They Did live, you watch they, Squid Game? Are you gonna watch Squid Game or not? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I was asking Chris. I was like, "Isn't this really similar to Kaiji? Isn't this just ripping off Kaiji?" And then Chris was like, "How about this? You watch Squid Game, and I'll watch Kaiji, and then we can talk about it. Uh, and yeah. about this stuff." And Equal I was trade. like, "Oh you know, fuck yeah! Shall oh, we fuck turn, yeah. When you say it like that, that I'm gonna watch Squid Game." Uh, Squid Game versus Kaiji? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do that. Oh, Can yeah. that be the next yeah. episode? There's still a lot of time. Uh, prepare, that's a, yes. yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that's, can, uh, well, I'm out of town next week, so weekend, so we can't do double records. We can't record back to back, right? Yeah, that's true. I'm going to be out. Of, well, we'll have to talk about that a little bit. Anyway, okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. But yeah, we should, we should strive um, I did. for this. Yeah, <laughs> okay. We should strive that's for good, that's Squid good Game and Kaiji. That's yeah. a good episode because I've seen Squid Game. I just need to watch Kaiji. Anyway, um, what have I been watching? I, um, I did. Well, okay. So um, I've been thinking about streaming stuff on our Discord. I've been talking about it. We know Watch Party Central for Attack mm-hmm. on Titan. Um, mm-hmm. But um, so I'm going to more regularly stream whatever we're talking about um so i streamed uh ongaku our sound through the discord so if y'all have joined want to join the discord and watch stuff with us i will be hosting more regular uh streaming things uh i'd love to get a watch party together to talk about or to watch uh, a few episodes of seasonal anime maybe on like monday nights or something like that um but yeah so Join the Discord and come watch the things that we're going to talk about in the next episode and or yeah, when we start when we start streaming Kaiji, I'll be there every episode. Okay, crying right. manly tears. Nice. So I'm thinking if it's something like a 26 episoder or like a 12 episoder, I won't stream the whole thing, but I will stream uh, the first like three episodes. Hmm. You know. Do y'all want to do uh, Attack on Titan again? As a weekly thing? But I know that it was that was just like double the work, but it yeah. was, it was uh, fun. Maybe, maybe we really... got to talk about that when we're not recording. Oh my God. In, <laughs> in, in general, yeah. I mean, I Generally, yes, we, yes. I personally am fine with this, but I do the least amount of behind the scenes work. Yes. So it's yeah. really you, up, up to you. Yeah, if the listeners like those episodes let and us you want to hear now. more, yeah, let us know <laughs> on our Discord or yeah. wherever you can contact us. And uh, speaking of the Discord, I want to shout out a new Discord member. 
Membi. Membi. I was wondering if anyone was going to say anything about it. Um, a new Discord member. Um, Onichan Ash. Thanks for joining. Thanks for hanging out. Checking us out. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Welcome. What anime do you like? Um, I would love to know. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite panty shot in an anime? Oh, damn. I can tell you mine. <laughs> oh, I got that. Um, <laughs> mine is the uh, first five, ten seconds of the Monogatari opening. Uh, that's what I was. Uh, okay. I, I know I didn't say it out loud, but that's what I was wondering yep. in my head. That one is seared in my brain. And also the panty shot from uh, Ichigo 100%. The uh, the the first the first panty shot that he gets when and it's strawberry undies. <laughs> so I, I, the reason I didn't no? no damn that's a good one. So the reason I didn't immediately say that is because I'm distracted looking at Discord. I, I had to relook up Elijah five thousand, who's more proactive on our Discord, and he also has a Discord that's set up that. I see I've got a number of notifications for, but I haven't looked at it. Elijah, please, um, please excuse Dan. He is a normal, he is a regular working man and cannot, (laughs) cannot make time for the internet. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm fucking this up. No, Uh, you're not. Not being friendly enough. (laughs) I'll get back on. You're so unfriendly, Dan. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Fired. Yeah. Just like my new hairstyle. Is very oh, your new hairstyle looks cute. I really like it. Yeah. I think it looks cool. I don't know about it. I'm gonna. I already di- I already bought purple dye so that I could redo it. I'm so unsure. It'll grow right. on you. Hello, welcome to my life. Uh, oh. yes. <laughs> that's that's a good little pun right there. It'll grow on you. Uh, it's gonna grow on you. It's gonna grow on me. Jeff, what, what are you watching? Yeah, uh, I've been watching a lot of shit. Cause yeah, because for yeah. those who don't know, <laughs> oh, no. two out of three of us have now have COVID. I am the second COVID to achieve that baby. award. Oh, <laughs> give me my booster right now! I don't want to get it, of, none of it from you too. Ew. <laughs> Just I've been I've been out of work for like two weeks, almost week and a half, and uh, my uh, significant other got it. She gave it to me. And uh, so I survived. Pretty much flu symptoms. Mm. Heavy, heavy flu symptoms. Mm. Tough. So I, I, spent, um, I spent a long time on the couch. I, I used your COVID, um, your COVID outbreak to go get a COVID test and get two days off work sneakily. <laughs> <laughs> I was Taking like, I feel advantage. bad. I need to go get a test, guys. Like, I don't think I can come back until I feel better. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, you did drive. I mean, you were in close proximate, uh, proximity to me yeah. for a few days. So yeah. Makes sense. But you didn't give it to me. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. That was very nice of yeah, you. Nope. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> yeah. So I, I sat on the couch and tried to ca- basically watch things that I've bought DVDs and Blu-rays that I bought months ago and like a year ago. Hmm. And uh, if I added a. Uh, for one day, I watched Jigen's gravestone. Who's? Jigen from Luke oh. on the Third. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who. Wait, like, what? I've yeah, never they, heard of they, this in my life. There was a spinoff series for Fujiko Mine. It's a side character. Well, a primary character in Lupin. And they made three movies about an hour long each. 
Um, so this was like pretty, I guess pretty big in a way because it wasn't canon and it was mm. a little bit more serious and adult like the original manga. So there's three of these. There's um, Fujiko's Lie, mm. Jigen's Gravestone, and uh, Goemon's Blood Spray. Mm. They're all really good. They, you, you don't have to watch them in order or anything. They're all, you know, uh, self-contained stories. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, uh, Goromon's Steve. blood spray uh-huh. makes me like, damn, that's a that's a brutal title right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one. Hmm. Yeah, he he uh, fights this yakuza group and he just like destroys fifty guys in a row, and it's it's glorious. He loses part of his arm. A little spoiler there, he gets it cut off by an axe, and you go like, why is he? How is he able to move his body? After slicing through clean through his shoulder, mm. yeah, it's pretty violent. Uh, Steve lent me this this Madonna DVD <laughs> like two or three weeks ago. Mm. Yeah, I would describe it as uh, GTO meets uh, Slam Dunk, maybe. What is uh, it? What is it? <laughs> Madonna. Oh my god! It has nothing to do with Madonna. It, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so for those who like Madonna, <laughs> the singer. Uh, don't watch it for that reason. <laughs> it's it's a little '80s nostalgia OVA. It's fun. Yeah. I, oh, I also finished Sunny Boy finally. Oh shit! I haven't finished that. It was a, a wild ride. It was. I'm on episode seven, and it was pretty wild. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, I yeah. did finish up with some seasonal stuff, some like summer seasonals, but yeah, this is a weird feeling of trying to catch play catch up while other things are airing Mm -hmm. simultaneously i do want to talk about that that's kind of annoying me i was thinking about this while i was on press the other day i was like you know it used to be very regimented like the the uh the dedicated seasons of anime were always specifically like 12, um, 12 weeks. And it started on a specific like week and ended on a specific week. So shows would start and end kind of like at the same time. So then there would be like a week or two break in between the season where you could kind of like take a, take a break, take a breather. Um, But now it seems like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, what day or like what time of the season something airs in because like this season we have like a ton of stuff that's airing in like november and december that's like technically considered fall because it's airing during fall season but like it goes past fall so there's like not really like like there is a season but like it feels like They're like, oh, well, we'll just fuck it. You know, like, let's just, like, release it whenever. And uh, Mm. we'll just release so much stuff that nobody can keep up anyway. Uh, I think that's got to be an effect from uh, simulcast and streaming, picking stuff up so immediately. So, Mm -hmm. like, uh, there's not the same drive to keep on a hyper-regimented schedule or, like, with... Uh, you know, with instant access to everything at all times, mm-hmm. it becomes less important that things stick to some pre-assigned schedule because it's going to, you know, make the rounds immediately anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I also it's think that this must annoying. just be good business insofar as like if everybody, I mean, to me that, that 
makes sense from a business perspective that if you know all of your competitors have their you know season opener on you know day x you know you would put yours day x plus one because you know but have yours the next day because ain't nobody going to be watching like what are they going to watch the next day you know yeah. like mm-hmm. you can you can capture you know the the audience um that other when otherwise you're facing a lot of competition mm-hmm. so i think that part why it's playing out like that mm. and i think that's like really like why things feel like you need to catch up <laughs> mm-hmm. well and it's just oversaturated yeah there's that too but like yeah if you get like it's like tv programs as well you know people are less attached to watching things live on tv than they are just going on hbo streaming service or mm. netflix's hulu whatever mm-hmm and just watch it whenever you want. You don't have to like watch it as it airs. Positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sunny. I, th- I think definitely finish Sunny Boy. Yeah, if you can. That's my next one. That's the last. That's the last one that I'm actually going to finish. I dropped Battle Game in five seconds. I dropped. Uh, um, Peach Boy Riverside. Uh, I dropped. Uh, I know Two Year Eternity aired a couple seasons ago, but obviously, like I dropped that one. Um, I just like have been in a mood where, like, if it's not, if I'm like halfway through this anime and it's like not doing it for me, like I have no reason to like keep up with it. I used to be like a completionist. Like I've already started it. I've already committed the the hours to the episodes I've already watched so I might as well just watch it even if I don't like it um but I've been in a mood where I'm like nah I don't I don't deserve that (laughs) my self-care is dropping anime (laughs) I don't need to see everything a season you know what I mean whereas like probably two years like last year and two years ago I would be like oh my god I need to see everything I need to make sure I know all the no i need to i need to buff up my list i need to make sure that i know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah I, I saw matt and audrey's show otaku uh, melancholy was talking about dropping shows mm. they were they were boggling my brain with this stuff. <laughs> what do, do they you say? drop shows dan you well you'll drop shows up until the last episode and then you yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm not much for dropping shows but mm-hmm. i also like uh, am, am a, a bit more conscious, conscientious about what specifically I'm I'm watching. Mm. Um, I would love to give you like five five things to watch that's seasonal, and see how, yeah. how long it takes you to drop something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. That's just not the way that I like to consume anime or think about it. Mm-hmm. So I'd, it, uh, I think it would be yeah. a fun experiment. I'd be willing to give it a try. Yeah. You know, just watch my life get soaked up entirely by trying to watch, you know, five, <laughs> yep. five different. Maybe that's why I have anxiety on Sundays. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> they catch up. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, a, I'm a week behind now. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm two weeks behind. On Otaku Melancholy, they were talking about how they drop shows. You know, they dropped Kaiji because it was too long. I was like, no, they dropped Kaiji because you spoiled me. it. No, that's not what they said. That's not what I they think, said. The I think, I think Matt said, I think Matt that said, that might be, I would have finished Kaiji, but 
a podcast that I listened to spoiled it for me. Well, I might <laughs> I have said, missed it if he said that. Damn, that was probably Dan. <laughs> yeah, I might have missed that if they said that. <laughs> but that, I, I don't remember them saying that. Mm, okay. Uh, they, they definitely talked about dropping Legend of the Galactic Heroes, oh, which yeah. prompted me to text Jeff about my meme idea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, it's never prescribed to, uh, to finishing things ever. So unless I buy the damn thing, then I'm mm. a little bit more, a little bit more, uh, you know, inclined to do so. But I feel like though that's kind of like um, I feel like that's just like your vibes. Like I feel like when whenever I've watched anime with you in the past, it's always been like the first couple episodes. Of something mm-hmm. we would we would uh, get together and then like watch like a couple episodes of like two or three anime. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a sampler in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then a lot of those shows maybe I've already watched. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Hard to say. It is. But anyway, y'all want to talk about fall hype now? So Jeffrey, you, you watched you watched the BL one. What did you oh. think of it? <laughs> yeah, that show. Um, is it like Banana Fish? Because I didn't watch Banana Fish, but I can't imagine that that's what Banana Fish was I like Banana Fish. <laughs> you yeah. should watch so, this one day. Wait, which show is this? <laughs> oh, it's Sankaku. got a weird. It's got a weird mm. title. The night beyond the tricornered window. Yeah. Ooh. Sexy. <laughs> No, I don't think it's anything like Banana Fish. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping not. <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot more um campy than that, mm. in my opinion. Camp's a camp's a word. <laughs> Describe <laughs> something. It's sort of the premise of like Mob Psycho, but if it were more uh, er- erotic's not the word because there hasn't been a lot of like. No, is erotic. <laughs> Those are metaphors. But it's not explicit though. It's not like explicit. it is not explicit. But you can, I don't know. I feel like the um, I feel like whatever smoke or crystally crystallized smoke that happens when he puts his hand. <laughs> I don't want to say inside of this man, but like on his back or something is definitely a metaphor for semen. Yeah. He's like, I'm inside you now. Yeah. Do you feel it? And I'm just like, uh, he's like, I'm, this gives me so much pleasure. Yeah. Sounds hot. Yo, this is some fucking fucked up BL. Okay. Like, they went straight for the subtitles. Like, the subtitles are crazy. Whatever they're saying is crazy. <laughs> I don't even know what they were doing. They were just putting things inside of each other. <laughs> Metaphor. So what, what are they putting inside of each other? What do you think they're putting inside of each other? Well, when you say metaphorically, that makes it sound like they're putting feelings or okay. thoughts inside of each other. Oh, you're I'm, so cute. That's so cute. I don't know. Are they like... I'm going to really shove my feelings inside of you, and I hope well, how they else, splatter how, how else everywhere. You, yeah, how else are you shoving something inside of someone metaphorically? <laughs> okay, so... Um, 
<laughs> um, they have this one boy can see spirits, and this other mm. boy, I don't know if he can see spirits or if he just like, I don't know. What was the blonde boy's role? To let the one boy see the, the dude, spirit. The dude with the darker hair is like the, the medium in which, yeah, like the vehicle in okay. which to for the blonde hair dude to fight these demons or spirits. Oh, because yeah, he fights yeah. them. Got it. Yes. Mm, um, mm. So he puts his hand inside of his chest. Right. Oh. Oh. Okay. I understand. You it's know. like like some like uh, metaphysical. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah spiritual mm-hmm. but like, he's always from behind yeah, he's yeah. always from behind right and the other boy is always like oh my god it feels so yeah, good like, while he's whispering in his ear <laughs> it's cool yeah he's cool. like whispering in his ear he's like you see those spirits don't you, you? Love, mama, let me you bad bitch <laughs> i'm inside you right now geek. yeah should i try doing this to you jeff yeah uh, it'll be interesting know. cosplay yes. uh, role play <laughs> 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 I couldn't even get past I couldn't even get past like the plot because of like the subtitles. But what happens in the subtitles? That's that's all they do is that's all they're saying is um they're like they're like I wanna fuck you, but metaphorically. <laughs> I'm fucking uh, you right now. Right. Metaphorically. I'm inside of you. Oh, that feels really good. Yeah. Yeah, that- uh, I've never felt like this. This before. was not on my fall anticipation list, but it is worth noting. I wanted. What made you decide to watch it? Because people said it was like banana fish. No, I. It was because of the because of the Discord. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> Elijah was like, "I'm watching this show," and then I saw images for it and PV for it, and I'm like, "There it is. Sounds all right." But <laughs> <laughs> I watched um. <clears throat> I watched a TikTok of Geoff. Wait, no. Is Mother's Basement? Is that his name? Is, that's the boy? There's a TikTok. He posted a TikTok of this one, um, of this anime. And um, I guess, uh, I don't know. How, uh, did I like it? Should I send you the TikTok? Now, you guys might not know this, but I actually watch literally every single new anime that's out for a season to make my ones to watch list. And that means sometimes I end up watching stuff like The Night Beyond the Tri-Cornered Window, a show about a ghost detective who meets a guy who can see ghosts in a bookstore, and then he touches his soul, which makes him soul come, and his soul come blows away ghosts. And the plot of the the show, by the way, it's a yaoi show. But yeah, he did a TikTok on it and I was like, holy shit. And then you were like, oh, let me um, let me watch this. And I was like, oh, my God, does he know? Does he know what this is about? <laughs> yeah, it was in the in my periphery for uh, for the season. Because you can literally just scroll through the entire season. Like I used to say this before and kind of get a gist of what the anime is about. Not even about, but just like. Mm-hmm. The, maybe some of the tone or the PVs are very like t- telling of like the tone. of Yeah. The yeah. 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 And you can kind of get an idea like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, but high on, high on my list was um, this show called Heike, 
Monogatari, uh, mm. which is science, is science Saru production. And if you listen to our um, previous Star Wars Visions episode, we talk uh, about two of their shorts in that show. Um, so just alone uh, on those, on that premise alone, you know, like I really like the studio a lot for their experimental animation. And it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a period mm-hmm. piece. Um, it's a little slow, but I enjoy the characters a lot. I've only watched two episodes, so I've already dipped my feet in. I'll probably keep watching it. Mm. Um, I've been checking out the one that, uh, cause it's spooky season and you know, I like the spooks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mariko Chan. Um, it's by Studio Passion, Passion, Passione. Um, and it's about this girl who, like the boy, like the one boy, he can, she can see, uh, uh, like grotesque spirits or like demonic things. Mm-hmm. And, um, her whole thing is like, they keep asking her if they can see, if she can see them. And, uh, the first, the first encounter that she has with one of these spirits, um, they keep asking like, can you see me? Can you see me? And she like, um, like clams up for a second and then like doesn't acknowledge the thing and keeps like texting on her phone or whatever. And, um, and kind of like turns around and walks away. And then the spirit's like, Oh man, you can't see me. And then it like dissipates. It goes away. So, um, she goes back to her house after this, like freaked out. And, um, she's looking in the mirror, like brushing her teeth and she sees another one. And it's also asking, um, if, she can see them and she's just pretending like she can't see them, even though she's like literally terrified. Um, and then the same thing happens like later on in the night in bed. And she's like contemplating like what, what happened to me to make me see all of these like grotesque monsters and Mm. stuff. Um, so basically she just had the entire show is about her seeing these monsters around like people that she cares about or around her. And, um, she has to pretend that she doesn't see them. Mm. And it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. She like does this thing where she's like really hungry after something happened. And, uh, her and her friend are lining up to go get like crepes or something after school. And, um, she's like texting on her phone and accidentally gets in this line of like dead spirits that are going to a different door. And her friend's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, that's the, where, why are you standing off to the side? The line's over here. And she like realizes that she's standing in the, the line for the dead spirits. And that like literally all the dead spirits are like, like watching her be in the line and she's Mm. like, Oh my God, like, what am I going to do about this? Because, um, they know that I can see them, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's really creepy and really scary. And, uh, but also super cute. The girls are really Mm. cute. Hmm. Okay. There is a show called Sakugan, Dan, that, uh, Oh yeah. Did you check it out? Yeah. I watched, I watched an episode of it, two episodes of it and it's, it looks cute. It's sort of plot-wise similar to to Tengen the to- Tengen Tapa, Gurren Lagann. Oh, really? In that there's a colony of people, and they're uh, not trapped, but they have to be there. Essentially, mm-hmm. I don't know why yet, but they have to get out. There's this uh, family who needs to 
uh, fight these kaiju and escape and go on this like journey. Hmm. Um, a little bit of the like, main cool. abyss mixed with Tengen Topa, yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, it looks really cute. I was actually going to check that one out, but um, I haven't had a chance yet. Um, I can talk about a couple Netflix things if you if you want to dive into those because I feel like those are um, kind of contra not controversial, but they're kind of like a hot topic this season. Hmm. Um, because- uh, yeah, one of one of my two anticipated shows is a Netflix show. Oh, is it Blue Period or is it Comey? No. Neither? <laughs> what are you anticipating then? Uh, there's only two things I'm excited for in this world. One is Attack on Titan, part two, season whatever. And number two, JoJo's part six. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know. I keep wanting, I keep the, the deadline for me watching JoJo's keeps creeping and I keep procrastinating on it. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to pull together an in real life weekly watch party for JoJo's part six. Dang. Um, but anyway, so the two that are coming to Netflix <laughs> <laughs> are called Blue Period, and it's about this boy who discovers that he really likes art and wants to pursue an art career. And uh, Comey Can't Communicate, which is like uh, a very, very extremely popular manga. Everybody was talking about it during quarantine um, <laughs> and that they wanted an anime adaptation. And now they have it. Um, both of these are airing on Netflix. Um, and I know that mo- like most of the time when we get anime from Netflix, it's usually um held in netflix jail for however long until the licensor allows netflix to air it on netflix whereas Mm -hmm. these two specifically um i think netflix is kind of testing out the waters with weekly um weekly uh, episode drops so they will be airing weekly on netflix which is kind of crazy to match the japanese release yeah i think jojo's part six is like this too oh really i think so yeah, I think they're trying to test the waters and see if people actually do want weekly episodes um, or if, you know, they will go back to uh, only releasing them all at once. But uh, I think if you are someone who has watched a lot of Netflix anime and wanted anime on Netflix to come out weekly, I would check these two shows out to let Netflix know, you know, that like you want you want weekly episodes um, mm-hmm. you know, if they see people watching the new episodes every week, you know, and the numbers stay like if the numbers rise or whatever, then they will, I feel like they will, uh, release weekly episodes in the future more often. I wish they did that with Godzilla SP. Oh, did it weekly? Yeah. Yeah. I was mm. highly anticipating that one and I wanted to watch it as it came out, but mm. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with weekly episodes personally. I, mm-hmm. I think that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Although I get yeah. why that is awkward for Netflix because it runs contrary to all you know their release schedule for literally everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to watch JoJo every week as it comes out. Yeah. Mm. So it, uh, Stone Ocean is on Netflix. Yeah. Damn. Interesting. Starts in December, I think. And um, guess what? All starts in December. 
Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. <sighs> okay, we can talk about Demon Slayer, but I was um, referencing a Gretzko. <laughs> a Gretzko. Oh, and more Gretzko, actually. I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know about that, actually. Yeah. I'm, oh, great. I'm okay, I'll watch that for sure. So excited about the new season of Agresco because it's the um, it's the perfect blue season because you know we left off at a cliffhanger last time. True, true. Mm. I'm so excited. I want to. Oh man, I'm so. I want to know what happens really bad. Yeah, interesting. Well, okay. I'm so I'm I'm excited about that too. Then okay, I'm looking forward to watching that. Okay, good. Uh, Demon Slayer. Well, yeah, Demon Slayer. Okay. So I, I, heard, I heard on the Anime Brothers. Oh. That Look at you listening to all the podcasts. I know. That's I've so been, cute. Been busy with mail order lately, so I've been listening to, to all our friends' podcasts. Cute. Uh, they were discussing how the first couple episodes of the new season are going to be the movie turned into a TV show. Yes, so they're readapting the movie. They're readapting, so it's not, not just like, that they're taking the movie. Oh my god! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on. Sorry. They're they. <laughs> he got excited. <laughs> <laughs> they're adding extra scenes, so they're putting the movie as six. I think six episodes. I haven't looked into it's that. It's going to be seven. Seven. Okay, seven episodes with added scenes that they couldn't get in the movie. But it will be movie quality. I'm hearing that the the episodes will be movie quality animation. Dan is not like that. Well, this it's is like a way like to wa- to rewatch the movie without having to watch the movie. <laughs> yes, so let me rewatch this two hour long movie by watching yeah like four Seven, hours of yeah. television <laughs> instead. <laughs> I'm excited uh, for the Entertainment District arc. That is what I'm. I don't know if I will rewatch the you know i should i should yeah because it's my favorite it's one of my favorite animes that came out in the past couple years but the i'm i'm salty like i get that y'all were evading your taxes and you know you need to put out more content to make that money back but uh i'm salty about that (laughs) yeah i'm I'm gonna go with anime brothers on this too this seems like a a rip-off maneuver to discredits the studio and their sense of release schedule to have a you know to put out a movie that is celebrated for being you know what the fans want a canonical you know movie that is worth our fucking time and energy to go see mm-hmm. just to cut it off at, at, you know not even at the knees is cut off at, at the shoulders basically you know that like the, what was the point of going to see the movie in theaters anyway it's just going to be in the tv show so yeah it's whack I think they need the money from the streaming. So they can't stream the movie? N- well, they d- they wanted the m- the movie money. They wanted the box yeah. office money. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. now they need the streaming money. But people can mm-hmm. stream the movie. They get streaming money from the movie, right? I don't think you could when it released. I think that's why they're releasing it now with extra scenes, because also if you couldn't get to the movies or you didn't want to go to the movies, yeah, but who didn't get, it, it's canonical. Who didn't get to the movies? It's canonical. Just the, yeah. <laughs> like it, it's, it's the highest grossing so, movie. I know, but like if you, Ain't nobody were, didn't like, go to see it. Uh, that's, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Scared COVID people. They stayed up in their yeah, house. I don't yeah. know. It could be so a way to, to see. 
the new the entertainment district arc you have to see the movie and if uh, i don't is can you stream the movie yes yeah yeah oh i go months ago oh really yeah yeah weird i think it was a way to postpone production of the the new season oh we learned that from shiro bako didn't we dan yes <laughs> i'm not i'm not completely opposed to the to it in that uh i'll watch it regardless yeah and i'm kind of curious I mean, how they'll, they'll pace it i want to know the extra scenes i'm i've heard the extra scenes are rengoku's uh journey to the train before mm. and to the train yeah that could um, be cool uh but yeah maybe some flashbacks maybe I don't know. There were a lot of flashbacks in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to one piece. Uh, they're going to one piece it up, you know, have different flashback episodes. Mm. Rengoku spends an episode just contemplating his youth. Then another episode contemplating his teenage years. Mm. Oh, have you, um, is, is super crooks on any of y'all's radar? Never heard of it. It sounds like something that Jeffrey would like. Super Crooks? Yeah, it's supposed to be on, it's supposed to come to Netflix. It's by Studio Bones. Okay. Bones? Um, yeah. <laughs> They're still alive? Yeah, yeah. Studio, Studio Bones made Star Driver that I'm currently watching. Damn, bringing it back around. I did that on purpose. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, pat me on the back. <laughs> no, but it's um uh, another heist anime. Oh, okay. Slash, isn't Studio Bones doing My Hero Academia? Do they? So it's not like they've been off the radar. They've had the biggest anime show, like one of the top three big anime shows. They've been doing just fine. Really? Okay. I feel like they have had the top, the top anime shows. My Hero, Full Metal, and uh, Mob Psycho. Soul Eater, Noragami. Noragami's good. Mm. Flashback to the binge-worthy episode. Yeah, Studio Bones forever gets the thumb. They, they get all-time pass for Enrica Seven in, in my world. Mm. But yeah, they in just general, does... I, I have a high opinion of Studio Bones in general. Mm. I guess you just—I don't hear their name thrown around as much. But I guess because other studios have sort of taken their limelight. Yeah, it's not like the two thousand. It's not like the two thousands, early two well, thousands. Yeah, like bones, yeah. bones, bones. Everything's making you know. They're they're producing all these. As map of the new bones. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of think so, but I, I think the reason why we don't hear as much about Studio Bones is because uh, they are relatively focused. Like, I mean as we go through their, their, the shows that they have done over the years, um, you know, they, they had pretty big release schedules, uh, kind of up until 2017 with, um, my hero academia season two. And and then they started to really focus themselves on my hero academia. And it's not like they do literally nothing else, but you know, they, that's clearly what's taken most of their resources is My Hero Academia. And I think My Hero Academia reflects that. It, generally speaking, is a pretty good 
show with good animation and good soundtrack and and like clearly they're somebody's putting a lot of resources into it uh and i i think it's more like my hero academia does not elicit the same level of critical appraisal and kind of fan favoritism as some mm. of their previous works like full metal alchemist or uh you know like um a seven if you're me or like you know, Wolf's Reign or Razifan. Um, you know, by com- because by comparison, most of the people watching My Hero Academia are like, as a relatively younger audience, that's not as apt to commentate on the production studio, you know, that's making this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to um, Crooks, Super Crooks, I didn't realize that was a Marvel comic. Is it? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I was, just read- I was just reading it. While you guys were talking, <laughs> this looks like something Jeff would like. I haven't watched any previews for it, but the um, the Marvel comic looks interesting. Like the the art style looks really cool. Mm. But yeah, not on my radar. But what is on my radar is Lupin Part Six. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because you did a Lupin binge, and now you're yeah. ready for the next. One. And it's already airing. It's on High Dive. First few episodes. Episode zero is a send off to the uh, the Seiyu of Jigen, hmm. uh, Kimono Jigen. He's he's done. He's retired. Um, but it's on High Dive, and I don't think I so High Dive is not on Crunchy or on Verve anymore. So I have to I know. another subscription again. Here I know. Here I am trying to cut back on subscriptions. Maybe so. we should do uh, ads so that we can have a joint <laughs> a joint anime Ooh. subscription account. I like that. Do we all need do we all need access to High Dive? I have a High Dive account. Yes, we all need access to High Dive. Give it. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll text it around. <laughs> I would text you my passwords, but then I would have to change all my passwords. <laughs> oh, because you don't remember them. No, because you would know all my passwords. <laughs> Because it's the same password. <laughs> uh, yeah, I use the same password for everything too. Oh, but okay. I don't know. Are you guys going to go bank account at, then? Yeah. What the hell? Are you guys going to like go look at my fucking email and stuff? Yes. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Of course. It's pretty rude. That's what think? friends do. Friends <laughs> share email. That's not, not what I do. <laughs> What's the word? Doxing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's you. It's going to be you next. <laughs> JK. JK's Dan. Yeah, I don't really expect you guys to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and JJK movie. I, I'm sorry, JJK movie. What? Who cares now? <laughs> Nobody cares now. I care. There are so many people that are like, oh, yeah, JJK movie. Yes, let's go. And I've heard nothing since. When is it airing? pretty quiet. Where it. is it? Where is it streaming? Is it of is this going to be in theaters? I'm confused. Who's got the news? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a theatrical release. And I think again, I wouldn't be surprised if COVID, you know, push things push things mm-hmm. back. Yeah, COVID pu- oh, I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know. I'm not pretty sure. Never mind. I won't say that. But COVID pushed back an anime that I was uh keen to check out, World's End Harem. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> But yeah, That's I've heard literally nothing. No, no, uh, no little whispers about the JJK movie. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, nothing off the top of my head. But I feel like when it releases, we'll we'll know. 
<laughs> we'll hear we'll the, hear all the the uh, fireworks going off. The fans will it. go wild. Yep. Um. And I'm excited for Chainsaw Man. When the fuck that coming out? Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. all I literally care. That's literally all I care about. Is that this year? I thought that was next. No, year. I think it's next year. Yeah. Yeah. TBA. Though the um the Juicy Kaisen movie is supposed to premiere the twenty fourth of December, so it's still this year at mm. least. Mm. End of the year, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, another thing on my radar was uh, the Blade Runner Black Lotus series. Oh yeah, people have been talking about that one. Yeah, I don't like the preview for it, but uh, the animation just doesn't look. Like something I would enjoy, but I, I like the uh, possible story. We'll see. Mm. Black Lotus is different than Flying Lotus that was behind Yasuke. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the sub. That's the yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, Black Lotus. But I think I think Flying Lotus is on the soundtrack. It's going to be oh, on really? the soundtrack. Mm. So at this positive. point, that that's not a that's not a sign of confidence. <laughs> no. I don't there's not a whole lot of, the fact that it's Blade Runner is is my only uh, you know I'm excited for that in its on and of itself but production wise mm. I don't know I don't know mm-hmm. hold my 3D? breath is, is it 3D yeah that's I that's what I thought I thought mm. it looks like Ghost in the Shell uh, well okay so <laughs> I watched some of Nighthead 2041, um, mm-hmm. and that looked pretty good. I have faith. I have faith in, in the uh, 3D uh, – what do you call them? People who make 3D anime? People who – 3D animators? 3D animators? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why was that so hard for my brain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. nighthead looked really good i don't know right. i feel like they've come a long way who's who's doing it what studio um probably some netflix i gotta find it i gotta find it yeah when are we getting some more doro Hedoro anyway yo i read um i read the new that there's a the is it a girl q Q- the, the manga author. Yeah, yes, I read. Woman, yeah. Um, I read her new um, uh, manga called Die Dark, and mm. it has like really similar character designs. And mm. it's about this uh, this high, I think high schooler, that um, his bones grant people wishes. So all of the demons of the universe are trying to, uh, when they realize who he is, um, they try to steal his bones, and he wears this like black suit to uh kind of mask his um his identity mm. and um i was i was kind of disappointed in it really mm. yeah it was a lot more comedic than i thought it was gonna be mm. it was like taking itself like it was like it was like meta humor but like too meta because i haven't even started the story yet so like you can't come at me with jokes when like I haven't even like been in the universe yet. And I'm thinking like, Oh, maybe this is just like a, um, uh, like I wanted to do 
something kind of like Dora Hedora, but different. And so I'm going to use the same humor because everybody knows that that's the humor that I use. But I don't know. It just... Mm. The art wasn't as um, like impactful as the Dora Hedora manga art as well. So I don't know if it's because it's uh, new to me and whatever, but mm. yeah. Hmm. Um, well, going back to that studio for um, Blade Runner is Sola Digital Arts. Okay. And they did work on uh, <laughs> they 2045. Did work on it. Okay. I, I don't have any faith then. Fuck yeah. those guys. What you doing? <laughs> they did the Ultraman you need like, series. You need like three more years in your 3D development <clears throat> before you release another series. Because yes. they're also doing another spinoff of the SAC 40, uh, 2045, too. Mm-hmm. What? It's a compilation film. Compilation film of that TV show? <laughs> yeah. What's the point? <laughs> Who wants that shit? Yeah, Sola Digital Arts. Nobody asked for that. Yeah. <laughs> Not even me, and worthless. I kind of liked it. Yeah, worthless. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a waste. It's a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, yeah Jesus. Move on to something else. You swung and you missed. Move on to the next project. Is a ranking of kings on your on your radar? Um, It wasn't, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not Everybody's talking about it. I haven't checked it out. It's a literal baby. I'm sorry. Where are we in life? It's a literal <laughs> baby on a throne. Can can we not? I'm already yeah, watching. What if they have babies on thrones in Legends of the Galactic Heroes? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> can <great>. we not? <laughs> I'm already watching uh, Jobless Reincarnation, which is a literal baby. He, he gets reincarnated as a literal baby in a 30-year-old brain. Like, what? Hmm. I don't need any more babies. I don't want to watch any more babies. <laughs> I like the first but, episode of it. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, well, it's got an 8.23 on Mal right now. And it's by Wit. Yeah, well, so. you can't always believe the hype, but, you know. I don't know. <laughs> He's deaf, right? He's a deaf king. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. The, the size of the people are exaggerated, so the king... The, his, he's a prince. So he's ki- very he's very tall, and everyone he's, else is. Really yeah, he's small. huge. He even has his own door, and like the the you know, Baji, whatever his, his hell the name is, who's going to be king next, has his own little door they can walk through. So I think he's mm. just tiny. Oh, okay. Tiny child. Mm. I don't know. The- <laughs> <laughs> I want to be, I want, I really, really want to be a person that enjoys very weird uh, character designs and animation styles, but I don't know if I am. Hmm. You, you, wanna, uh, you settle for the, um, for what's familiar. Yeah. Like I hmm. want to, I like want to be like, I want to give it a chance because the character designs aren't like what kind of like gives you an old, old anime feel. You know, they're not like the new, the new designs of today. It's like, gives you kind of a different feel and I want to be into it, but I don't think I am. It's reminiscent of what Ghibli does. I think is some of their work. And you can argue that it's old, but it's also new because mm-hmm. they're the highest, one of the highest selling movies come out of that studio. Now mm-hmm. they're going to be defunct, but whatever. But they just like the idea of like, oh yeah, like it doesn't look like typical 
anime. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um it's almost like a story it's almost like storybook. Yeah. Like see very, out of a child's storybook. Like a children's storybook. Mm-hmm. Fairy tale mm-hmm. situation. Definitely. Yeah. But that's all I have really on my list. Same. It's a long it was it was a lot of shows. It was kind of a lot. I kept, uh, <laughs> every, I'm like so bummed that summer season was like kind of meh and mid and everything that I liked uh, it turned out kind of bad. And then I was like, oh, I'm not even excited for fall season anymore. Like just whatever. Give me Chainsaw Man and then I'll be happy. But uh, then I read the the chart and I was like, damn, I actually kind of want to check out some of these shows. <laughs> My list grows continuously. Yeah, it used to be just a mindset of like, oh, these are the popular shows of this season. And then when it was done, I would watch whatever had whatever, whatever. Yeah, had really good reviews or like caught my interest. And then Mm -hmm. you could just watch it. uh, And but you could binge it, whatever, you know. Mm hmm. Okay, so speaking of uh, movies that I couldn't handle the character designs to, let's uh, review Ongaku, our sound. could not get over the fact that his mustache was his mouth and his mouth was his mustache the whole time. <laughs> anyone else? Anyone else in the crowd? Yeah, well, the mustache, I understand why the mustache was portrayed in such a way, but I agree it was I also wacky. I feel like I feel like the drummer and I think the guitarist or the bassist, I was like, oh my god, this is Jeff and Dan. <laughs> this movie is about us yeah Yeah. but anyway Um, okay so um let's give a little preference uh preference preference that's not the word preface (laughs) is the word i was looking for preface to ongaku r sound so so we recorded madoka and we need we i was like we got to record next week to get our editing schedule back on track. And I was like, let's do a movie because that's easy. That's an easy review. It's an hour and a half of our time. This one was even shorter than an hour and a half, but anyway. Um, and, uh, Jeff picked this one that he picked up. Um, I have it in my house cause I was using it to stream, but, um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's a film by Kenji Iwa, Iwaisawa, you know, Mm-hmm. And it's won a couple. It's won an award at a film festival. <laughs> what? what? Well, when you say it like that, it's not a ringing endorsement <laughs> by a guy you've never heard of, and it won, won an, an award, award somewhere. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean for it to sound like that. I was trying to hype it up. Yeah. So I, I had never heard of this movie before. Me either. Uh, how did you I hear don't about know it? How tough? I. I don't know how I discovered this. I think it was just a, a random thing I saw on the, on the web. Do you love this this uh, person that made the film? I know nothing about him, but oh, he is. Okay. He does do a lot of short. He's known for doing shorts. Okay. Okay. And okay. Uh, and when you kind of come up from a background of of like shorts and and uh, animation that is not um, atypical. Uh, 
or just typical in general. Uh, yeah, just like it, it resonated and I looked into it and then I was like, gee, kids is putting it on DVD and Blu-ray mm, mm-hmm. and I wanted to watch it, but it didn't see it in theaters near us. Um, mm-hmm. So it just seemed like an opportunity thing. Yeah. To just buy it. I loved it. It's been sitting in my house for, like, it feels like a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good find. I loved it. And as much as we're like kind of, you know, laughing about this no-name guy with his one award. Uh, it's it's a big feat to be able to make a movie like this all on your own. You know, this is, you know, like, I know Amelia's going to laugh, but Makoto Shinkai also made a movie on his own. Uh, you know, like, only the big boys can yeah. pull it off all by yourself. You know, that's a, this is the art that's house. a big achievement. The art house version of uh, Shinkai. Yeah, this is for sure, for yeah. sure. And I'm, I wouldn't put that out there. I do not hate Shinkai. I just hate his newest works. <laughs> the old ones are the better ones. Yeah, I, I love this movie. Uh, there are two specific scenes that I want to dig deeper into to better understand. Uh, but in general... So who can tell the plot? What's the plot? Yeah. Uh, somebody else want to sum up the plot? <laughs> um, I mean, I can. I, Jeff, do you want to? <laughs> yeah, I'll give a I'll, I'll give a very general uh, overlay. Yeah, so it's just it's basically these three dudes in the high school um, that are uh, delinquents essentially, and one of the members of this group uh, happens upon a guitar, a bass guitar to be specific, um, because of a little uh, robbery gone wrong. Um, and he acquires this bass at a happenstance and he's like, let's start a band with these other two guys, um, in this, in this high school. And, uh, yeah. And it leads to them playing a school festival or rather a summer festival outdoors, a rock mm-hmm. festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a general, a <laughs> real general synopsis of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's, there's tons, there's tons of stuff is packed in there for an hour and 10 minutes. There's a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the most instantly appealing part of, of this movie is just the animation itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the character design is, is really stylized. It's more than just the average. Extreme. Yeah. It's extremely uh, stylized. It's, yeah, which can either be a, you know a hit or a miss depending on mm-hmm. um, how this lands for you. For me, it was basically a hit, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, the animation was so fluid and so lifelike in a manner that is not always captured by anime as a genre. You know, as much as like anime strives to capture these things a lot of times we don't have the same level of like, you know, the way people shift their weight around when they're standing or the way that people like when they're running and turning a corner, they like kind of stop and do shorter steps in order to, you know, have a, have the correct turning radius. And then they start running faster and their steps get longer, you know, just these little things like that uh, immediately stood out to me in Ongaku. Mm-hmm. And that is not like normally I don't have much of an eye for animation, 
Um, mm-hmm. But I thought that was a a real strong suit for watching this. If you're if you're someone that is into the craft of the animation, then I would highly recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. I really, um, I, I, oh my god, sorry. Um, <laughs> I agree with whatever with everything you just said, and I specifically really liked the uh, scenes when they start playing in their band mm-hmm. and the music vibrates their clothing. Mm. Not mm-hmm. only like the, not only like the, the, the outlines, you know, when, when someone, or, when someone gets scared or when there's a vibration in anime, usually the outlines of the person kind of like spike mm-hmm. uh, to simulate like scaredness. Whereas like the, the clothing physically changed mm-hmm. to, um, to illustrate that sound rocking the clothing, you know? Yeah. And the reason why the, the the animation has that fluidity is because of the rotoscoping they use as a technique. The um, the animation itself is pretty static, I would say, mm-hmm. until until music is involved, and then it's like goes nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of hand. The entire movie is hand drawn. There's no mm-hmm. there's I don't think there's any CG animation involved here. And I know the uh, the director wanted that he wanted it to be completely all the backgrounds the animation mm-hmm. um so rotoscoping is when basically you film a scene and then you copy or uh, draw over top of the frames frame by frame so you get this like really contrasting static like beavis and butthead almost or like daria mm-hmm. animation very mm-hmm. simplified and then all of a sudden there'll be a scene of them playing the music and then you go, Oh shit. It looks like an actual live, uh, actual, um, live action movie. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that that style, I remember in attack on tackle and Titan, there was a scene where it looked rotoscoped and people were getting, giving it shit. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's a legitimate yeah. form of animation. I think people so too. Rotoscoping shit for not being, animation because you film it but i really think that it's genius on the creator's parts because you can manipulate real life mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that way like flowers of evil is one of my favorite i was just gonna bring that up yeah, 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 anime. Yeah. and yeah. i think you could not have i would i would not want to see an anime or um, an anime version of flowers of evil that wasn't rotoscoped i think it brings such a different like life to animation and i think that people that discredit that uh just i don't know they don't like animation <laughs> yeah yeah no for real like oh anyone can do that anyone can copy uh you yeah. know hundreds of frames but no uh it's a it's, labor of love mm-hmm, <laughs> especially is. when you're like you barely have help i think he had he did have uh some staff with him but uh on production he ran out of funds so he had to like basically work by himself mm-hmm. and uh get a crowdsource going um so he could finish the movie mm-hmm. but it's Hence definitely the, DIY, uh, man. The, the kind of evangelion uh festival scene <laughs> That I thought was, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I really uh, like the end of Ava. I think the end of Ava is really cool. Yeah, what, what, are really you, cool. what are you thinking of? 
the end of Ava, the festival scene when the, at the very end, when all of the different types of animation and color start going, it's not the normal character designs anymore. And it's like watercolor. And, uh, yeah, well, I guess um, I didn't see that as being a budget thing. I thought that was a stylistic thing. Well, I think, I think it's both. Right. I I, I thought, I thought the movie did a great job of portraying emotion through the the stylistic changes of animation that when the long haired folk music guy really like let the emotion flow out of them, they changed the animation style dramatically and were able to capture that, those moments of intensity really, really well. Mm -hmm. Are you thinking of the, of the end of this TV series? Yeah. 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 Okay. That was definitely a budget thing. Yeah, well, no, it is an Evangelion. Thing, but it reminded me. It re- yeah, yeah, it reminded me of the same thing. Yeah, I um, didn't think it was in the movie. No, no, no. But it, that's what it reminded me of. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's also important to note that it's based on a manga. I don't know if the manga ka hmm. Hiroyuki Ohashi is like well-known or not. Like, it could just be like a small prince kind of dude. I don't know. But... At least he had the story there. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I liked the, the, yeah, the music, the band aspect of all this, you know, like I was thinking to myself that like, uh, if these people had another, like if there was a fourth guy that just shouted over what they were doing, (laughs) I would probably be like, wow. Oh, fucking I'll do your seven inch dude let's fucking do it you know come fucking tour with my band you know like how many how many bands that I love so much and and you know people in my life have followed roughly the same trajectory when it comes to music you know like it's uh I, I think this movie does a a very cool and interesting job of capturing like yeah, the the feeling of of how people, you know, start music, start bands, start expressing themselves, and how much that can really mean to an individual. You know, by the mm-hmm. you know when we start, Kenji, you know, with with the uh, you know the first time Kenji brings up the band is is kind of comical because he you know gets the guy's attention. Then there's this long, silent pause with Kenji standing in the doorway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really (laughs) long. And then he's like, like, let's start a band, you know? And it it builds this certain kind of, this certain flavor of tension. It's not like an emotional tension, but it's like kind of comedic or kind of absurd in a certain way. And they, uh, he's just like, let's start a band. And the other two guys are like, "Uh, but we don't play any instruments. And Kenji's like, that's the point, you know, <laughs> which is true. That is uh, Isn't that how all bands are formed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, to a degree, yeah. And yeah. But, especially, but with an amorish, but it being like an amor, amateur framing of that. Yeah. Versus like someone who's a musician, he's like, I need to make a living out of my craft. Yeah, I guess that's the big difference. Yeah, well, and I, I think we see a little bit of that difference in the folk club versus you know Kenji and crew because the yeah, folk club yeah. clearly are these like music nerds that are trying to craft you know along the lines of a certain style, and you know Kenji and crew are just like 
yeah, we're a bunch of bored idiots and wouldn't it be fun if we just like banged on stuff for a little bit, uh, which is how like how much money have I poured into art that is be- <laughs> yeah, that is literally that, you know, so like this movie speaks to me on a very primal level, you know, um, like how many records have I released that are basically Kenji and his friends, you know, <laughs> like, um, and you know, we see the effect, you know, the folk, the folk club people, you know, hear Kenji's band and they're so viscerally impressed. You know, we see like the, uh, the crazy reaction animation when folk hero guy is listening to Kenji and crew and like his brain is just melting and he's going through this whole whirlwind of emotions and, and metaphysical experience. Uh, and I, I think that, I don't think the movie is trying to portray this, but I, I think it unintentionally gives the feeling of, you know, that like art does not need to be created by artists, that art can be made by anyone and good art can be made by anyone, that anyone is has the capability to express themselves in a powerful manner. Yeah. And, you know, that, you know, the artist might be able to, you know, put together this beautiful folk song. And we see that too, that, you know, when, when they're standing on, when they're handing out flyers, they're playing this beautiful folk song and they can't get anyone to give them the time, the time of day. But once he kind of starts like really going for it and really putting his energy and, and putting his self out there into the public view, you know, once he starts pushing himself, then everybody stops and watches him and is paying attention to him. Um, so yeah, I think it was an interesting movie in that regard. Interesting statement. Yeah, it's easy to relate in that regard. As you know, being in high school, I started a band. I'm sure, as a lot of people do, and you just kind of go, "Oh well, I got two people that are interested in making music," and then you ask them, and they're just like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it!" And it all just kind of happens at once mm-hmm. without any. Th- further thought or like really deep consideration to like, Oh, how am I going to, where am I going to play? Like where, and you just, you know, you find ways to make it happen. Yeah. And, and there's like that energy is captured. And I guess, you know, the spontaneity, spontaneity. Yeah. Yeah. Spontaneity is captured well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if like, yeah, you kind of can lose that a little bit, perhaps some people. And as you get older, that spontaneity, so I think like being youthful in, in this movie kind of uh, is like reflective, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, but there's plenty of people who buy a guitar and they won't even play it, you know, like they'll buy it and all this, like, I'm going to mm-hmm. learn how to play a guitar. And, but me. do they really want to play that? Like, you know what I mean? Like me. the idea is nice. But- it is. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the- I, I, when I was little, well, I guess not little, but when I was in high school, I used to go to, I really wanted to play guitar or bass or something. And, um, I, I, uh, put in a raffle ticket to win a guitar at this local music shop. And I won the yeah, guitar. You are so innately lucky. Am I? I don't think I am. You won the radio <laughs> thing to go to Japan too. Oh fuck. That is true. <laughs> I win the big things, but not at life. I don't win at life. I just win at the big things that like take you on a journey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, I started taking guitar lessons 
And I'm from a background, I guess, of wind instruments. Like I played um, saxophone in mm. elementary school and middle school. Um, so like switching to guitar was like totally different uh, for me. And I lasted like maybe a month, two months on it because I couldn't even like get down like specific chords that I needed to get down for the <laughs> lesson or whatever. Yeah, guitar is mm. tough. Mm hmm. It is. And it's like, so is piano. Piano is so tough. Yeah, piano is too mm -hmm. tough. Yeah. 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 And I have great respect for guitar players. I, I cannot do this for the life of me. And I, I don't really enjoy it. I can't do it because I don't have the fine finger dexterity mm -hmm. you need to do this. And I don't really like it because guitar, you got to know stuff. And, and <laughs> you know, there's like a learning aspect of it. That's not cool. appealing to me in this context. I like, and this is why I like drums because drums, mm -hmm. you don't really got to know anything. You just bang on stuff and hope for the best. And I love it. yeah, that, that the physical expression of it is, is way, way more exciting and, and more to my interest. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to be able to just sit down and, and physically, you know, express myself. Uh, yeah. And I don't think too hard about what I'm doing or like, Mm. yeah like speeding up or slowing down i just play as fast as i can at any given time you know and like yeah yeah it's, it's, it's natural we'll, you know and that's why in the movie they just they kind of they stick to like one note which i think is is a and everything's in a and, <laughs> you know like funny. it's sort of yeah. primitive they describe it as i describes as primitive and like raw you know mm -hmm. i kept thinking of 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 swans i don't know if you've listened to swans oh yeah of course uh, yeah like some of their music's like that where yeah. you're just like are they gonna do anything else but it's yeah. like really good for a long period of time yeah very, very restrained sort of yeah. playing i tried to start a band in high school with my friends and all we did was eat peanuts and drink tab yeah, I've, I mean, I've been in bands like that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I this is this is one of my. I mean, I could I could talk for fucking hours about the politics of bands and and kind of the uh, you know the functionality of bands. I think about this all the time because so much of my life revolves around bands. Uh, but I one of my most basic uh, I don't know irritations in life is. The way, in my experience, that so many people are attached to the idea of bands but are unwilling to do any of the work involved. And so far as I think it's totally fine and reasonable to like be in a band that accomplishes nothing and doesn't really do anything interesting. Yeah, I've played in many bands like that in my life. It is totally fine. Like I think every every band, you know, every expression, everything you do has a different fits into your life in a different way and kind of has, you know, different goals, you know, different, um, meaning. So it's totally reasonable to just be in a band that does nothing purely on the basis of it's fun to hang out with my friends and, and to, you know, play drums and whatnot. That's most bands in my life fall under this mm -hmm. category, but I get really irritated in bands where people pay lip service to the idea of like, Oh, we should put out records. We should tour. We should like play these big fancy shows. We should do all these different things. But then there's dissonance between these words and their actions where they like 
find any conceivable reason to cancel out, out of band practice. You know, always have broken ass equipment. You're never willing to actually like learn anything. We never fucking write new songs, and it, it just mm-hmm. becomes this big slog. And it's like, man, like no fucking work ethic whatsoever. Yeah. And I mean, it's fine, but like, why? Why is the goal of this band on paper supposed to be that we should like put out records and tour a lot? when we can't fucking like that will never happen because you people have no work ethic and refuse to show up to band practice on a consistent basis and actually play these fucking yeah. songs. It's putting so the, putting it's the a waste of, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Waste of time. Yeah. You're putting the cart before the horse. I, yeah. I agree. Like it's, I've, I've worked with people like that. They're just like already thinking about the way the band's going to look or like the feel yeah, of the you, music. Or yeah. The music, you got you got to make the name first and then yeah, you got to yeah. look down and then the music comes after. You're talking about fucking music videos and shit. Like, yeah, we haven't even written a song yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I think it's, it is a good thing to be ambitious because I feel like I am very ambitious and traditionally, you know, I have been very ambitious with bands and I've seen, you know, what for me is success. I've seen my goals fulfilled in bands uh, that wouldn't happen without ambition and vision, but also it happens because I, you know, in these bands where these opportunities were possible, I cracked the whip and made sure everybody was there, you know, that we had band practice every week, that everybody was there, and that, you know, each band practice we had a specific, like, this is what we're doing at this band practice, and, you know, like, you know, for the other people involved, if, you know, a lot of people quit these bands and, and rotate out because they're like, well, this is real fucking work, and, like, I don't really want to work this hard or like dedicate so much of my time to this. I'm like, well, that's fine. You know, but like I do because I want to fucking tour the world and put out, you know, interesting records and get better at my craft. So for me, like, yeah, I agree. It really is work, but it's work that I enjoy doing that I'm driven to do. You can tie that back in with movie with Kenji being, you know, sort of one day he's all in and then the next day he's, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out yeah. Of the band. Oh, ah, oh, I didn't like that scene. I was like, what? What? <laughs> he's, he's just laying on the ground while they practice and his like butt cheeks are wiggling. Yeah. That was one of the funniest scenes. But, and how, <laughs> yeah, I've, exp- I've gone through that rigmarole countless times. It drives me fucking nuts, man. Can't stand mm. it. But the rest of the band's like, that's just how he is. That's just. I love that they know him so well. Yeah, I'd be like, "Fuck you, dude." Okay, you just literally made me do this, and now, <laughs> and now I got equipment, and now uh, I got drums, and we're not doing no band. Like what? <laughs> and after the fact that they've you know committed to doing this festival, yeah, this rock festival, and they're gonna like, no, I'm done. But we won't yeah. give away the end because he does redeem himself. Oh, mm. we got to discuss the end. Oh my okay, God. We'll, some we'll give a spoiler, spoiler warning. warning. Spoiler alert. But I want to, yeah, I want to, yeah, Kenji is a truly fascinating character because his character writing is, his, his character is developed as much by what he does as how other people interact with him and talk about him and and kind of respond to him, right? Like we, the first thing we know about Kenji in the opening scene, we're introduced to three, you know, no name side characters that are discussing Kenji as being this like absolutely terrifying delinquent bully that can, you know, beat everybody up 
And then Kenji appears and they all are like, oh, and, and are like really wigging out and they run out of the store screaming. So we get the feeling like, wow, Kenji must be this like really frightening, scary guy. But Kenji in that scene is just standing there and he just has this kind of like blank, doofy look on his face. And then he pulls out a cigarette and he just is like, you know, completely unresponsive to these three individuals and, and just kind of seems like a goofy ass dude, you know, like a, a pretty tame and, and ordinary individual. Um, mm-hmm. And we see that throughout that, that kind of dynamic throughout the movie that like, you know, all the characters around Kenji are like, Oh, Kenji, bad news, scary guy. He's going to, he could beat up all of us. He beat up all these kids. He like, we're going to go fight him. But we never actually see Kenji act like this at any point. He's just like some doofy guy with his two doofy friends just hanging out. Oh, did I did I get lost? Because now both of you are frozen. Hi, I don't know what happened to Zoom. I just reinvited everybody. Um, Hello. Um, our power is out. Oh, your power is out. Yeah, literally we were in the middle of talking and the power just shut off my computer. Yeah. Oh. And we're back. Oh my God, that was the most stressful part of one hour of my life. (laughs) This is why Sundays give me anxiety. Yeah, maybe. I I was going to say this is why I don't trust technology. (laughs) Yeah, we had a tape, good old like fashioned tape recorder, you know. You know, that's how Dan records a lot of his band stuff. So, (laughs) reel to reel, we'd be fine. We Mm -hmm. do need a reel to reel. (laughs) (laughs) So we had um, a a power outage in Baltimore that disrupted our recording. Yeah, but it sounds like the files are saved, so we're back on. Yes. So I believe we left off talking about Kenji, how he was equally characterized by people's reaction to him. Oh, I'm glad you remember the things he did on the screen. Let's hop back in then. I don't remember what either of you were saying. My mind went blank when my computer went blank. So let's let's open the floodgate to spoilers. Oh, yes. In the second half. Okay. All right. Um, And let's talk. So the, the climax of the movie, of course, is Kenji doing this uh this uh boredom style giant leap into the air and then he lands back down the, the it's all silent when he does the big jump he, he, it's it's monumentous the world stops everything stops with his giant jump then when he lands he starts belting out into kind of this this uh extremely emotional bluesy scat style singing which seems very uncharacteristic for the kind of of nonchalant and reserved kenji we've seen up to this point but i think that's what makes it so emotionally powerful and and compelling that like Mm -hmm. we see how music has given kenji an opportunity to truly express himself and to just let it all out and that he feels so empowered that he is 
able to just let the emotions just flow out of him in that moment. And everyone around him is, is just kind of shocked and, and amazed, you know, at this, at this expression, at this display of, of humanity, it resonates with them. Um, yeah, I think it's really powerful stuff. Mm. But not before uh, doing a, a recorder, one instrument recorder, solo <laughs> with not only his band, but uh, Kobuchutsu or Kobujitsu, whatever one it is, Kobujutsu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other, the folk band that decides to go rock, rock style. Oh my God, that recorder solo like had me rolling. <laughs> I couldn't tell how if this was supposed to be a comedy or a drama <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah, I would say three quarters comedy, one quarter <laughs> drama. <laughs> yeah, well, when I see like when I see like uh, indie film festival awards, I'm always like, "Ooh, that means it's deep. That means it's got lots of meaning." <laughs> And I'm like, so when I go into something and then like they pause on, he pauses for like almost minute, like a minute before he like starts talking sometimes. And I'm just like, what is happening? (laughs) Especially in, I guess, especially it's shocking in animation because in live action, you can, um, you can kind of like gauge what a person's thinking while they're, while they have that pause. But like in animation, it's literally just like a static image of him. Yeah. Like thinking and i'm just like oh my god what's happening one of the funniest parts in this in the movie to me was when he uh he's being attacked more or less confronted by that that other gang with the mohawks and he and he uh they're like he's threatening threatening kenji the other just some other the, the leader of this group and um you know he's on the way to bring this bass guitar to the festival and he throws the guitar, the bass guitar on the ground and breaks it before the dude uh, finishes what he was going to. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know what the word would be, but just like before he can finish his well, sentence, he, essentially. Yeah. He was, he was obviously going to say, so he, he said, you either need to get, you know, let us beat you up mm-hmm. or you need to break and it was obvious he was going to say, break your bass guitar. But before he can get the words out, Kenji just smashes his bass guitar on the ground and starts wrecking it while everyone's like, oh, my God, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then he whips I out. I thought that was cool. And he whips out that was the recorder. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What a man. I don't know what Kenji's thinking behind his in his eyes. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Very unpredictable person. I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know if I could be friends with him in real life. <laughs> uh, I, I thought the funniest part was when they decided they would. They were bored and would walk over to the other high school to go beat up the Mohawks, but they didn't know where the other high school was. They're like walking for a solid three minutes of screen time before Kenji goes. So where is the high school? And oh everyone, the other two guys are like, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then they just it? turn around and go back. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Upon second watch, I did. I noticed. I missed the fact that you could hear a recorder in the background when the two other band members, uh, Ota and mm-hmm. Asakura, are like chilling on the beach, and they're like, "It's really dark." And 
they're just finished practicing by themselves. And then all of a sudden you hear this like instrument in the back far, far away. And, and I didn't think of anything of it the first time I watched it. And it's just like, is Kenji out there just practicing his recorder <laughs> somewhere on some island, you know? Hmm. But uh, yeah, because they, they chalk it up to island music don't they yeah like they're like what is that sound and then they talk about like oh it's it's from that island over there yeah <laughs> what's kenji doing out there hmm. <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> so the two scenes that left me kind of scratching my head one was uh aya confronting kenji about quitting the band and then Kenji runs over and grabs her butt and Aya punches him. And then Kenji, you know, it, it, the punch knocks Kenji over and Kenji just kind of lays there for a prolonged period, uh, presumably reflecting on his actions and, and why exactly he got punched. I just didn't really understand why Kenji ran over and grabbed Aya's butt all of a sudden. But he, well, wasn't it because uh, he liked her? It's just his way of expressing himself. Yeah, he didn't have the words. It, yeah, it was like a weird moment, like as a teenager, where you just do something totally erratic yeah. with no thought. And that's kind of what he did, but wasn't really necessary. Hmm. Wasn't called, really uncalled for. But like, so then later on, he's like talking to her and he's like, well, do you want to, do you want to go to, uh, <laughs> The movies with me? Yeah, yeah. Ew. Disney World, right? Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, ew, no. <laughs> and then the other boy in his band was like walking down the hall and heard it. And he was like, oh, yeah. That means Aya doesn't like him. But then they both gleefully exit the school at different times. First Aya comes out and she's super happy and skipping around. Mm. And then Kenji comes out and he's like also super happy mm. and kind of running around. So I, I interpreted that as that they did. They like had this disagreement on screen or not disagreement, but like they had this like playful rejection on screen, but then off screen, they must've agreed to go on this date. And that's why they were so happy. Oh, I assumed that they confessed their feelings, not like off screen or on screen, but like in that moment when he was asking her, he wasn't, he wasn't asking her about Disneyland. He was asking her about them going out. And then she was like, no, I don't want to go with you. Cause that, and it wasn't, I don't want to go to Disneyland with you. It was like, no, I don't like you. So then they got their emotions out, got that settled, and then they could move on with their life kind of thing. And that's why they were so happy? Yeah. No? I don't know. No, I, inter- I don't. Yeah, I, I, I interpreted the way Dan did as in. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, but they don't really, maybe prior they, they say they don't like each other or yada, 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 or imply mm-hmm. that. But it's just like them being, you know, uh, yeah, essentially, and because mm-hmm. and because Kenji quit the band so suddenly, she was pissed off at him. Mm-hmm. But at the end, like they really, they do like each other. They just don't necessarily say it. Hmm. 
Yeah, Aya fulfills a kind of interesting role in this movie because she seems to be friends or at least acquainted with the Mohawk crowd. You know, she is acquainted with Kenji and crew who everyone else, you know, is we're, we're, they're constantly portrayed as being the bad kids, but Aya doesn't, is not a bad kid, but doesn't seem to have any kind of bad and bad interpretation of Kenji and crew. She's, mm. you know, totally friendly and reasonable with them. They draft her to sing in the band and she's like, Oh, I can't really sing, but she can actually <laughs> sing. There's a, you know, there's a scene where she goes home and sings and she's like, clearly kind of excited to do this, even though she doesn't do it in the end. I thought that was kind of interesting and, and kind of like very realistic, you know, They're like, yeah, like I too have been in bands where somebody's like, Oh, I don't play any instruments. And I'm like, well, that's cool. You could like just sing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it works out, you know? Yeah. Just sort of, the uh it's like going back to the guitar playing it's like okay like you can sing and but you only sing in the shower i mean you never mm-hmm. sung in front of somebody so maybe you're not comfortable yet mm. with it you know what i mean yeah i think the growth of the long-haired folk music guy is also real interesting we see him start as like folk music club uh kind of music critic type guy. And as the movie goes on, he becomes more of a rock and roll guy. Mm-hmm. He sees the, the power of rock. He opens and roll. up more. I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The music from that band Kobe Jutsu is on Spotify for those who want to listen. They have the music. They have like four or five songs. I don't know if they made the music solely for this fictional band. And they're like, oh, we might as well just put the music out after making the movie. But it's on there. Uh, Mm. And the uh, voice of Kenji is Shintaro Sakamoto, which is a um, popular, uh, I don't say indie, but just like rock, psych rock. um, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I did not pick up on that until second watch. They they have um, some extras on the DVD. And everything is just in the credits. It says Shintaro Sakamoto. I'm like, fuck. I love, I love his music. I had no idea. Mm. I had no fucking idea. And they don't. They, he doesn't actually sing in the anime, <laughs> which is odd to me. They, they I, maybe because of, of paying him royalties. I don't know. But uh, this person who sings is not the same voice actor. For really. Mm-hmm. Wow. His voice does sound different, but I guess I th- didn't think it would be literally a different person. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. I want to I give a shout out to the character in the crowd at the rock festival that was wearing a Doom shirt. <laughs> oh. I was like, <laughs> wow, you know, we got some DIY punk representation in, in here. Nice. Very cool, you know. I saw Doom on their last Japan tour. It's like, mm. it's like I know, like, whoa, yeah, you know, that's cool. I miss that. In the uh, it's because it's mirrored. It's mirrored. Oh, it's like the mirror image of the Doom logo. Interesting. But, so not not that it's backwards. So it says mood, but it's like the letters are each. Uh, it's like yeah, it's flipped. Like mm. the D is flipped, so it mm-hmm. is like looks awkward, but mm. it's clearly. The logo of the UK cross band Doom. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. One of the um, film crew in the live, in the live action recordings for the, for the footage has a napalm deaf shirt on, or I'm sorry, oh, really? hat, napalm deaf hat. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So, and, and this does make me feel like, yeah, the people making this movie get it right. It's not that they are like kind of assuming the, the kind of circumstances and, and the feeling of making this kind of rambunctious amateur art. But I think if you're listening to doom, then you probably have an understanding that like, yeah, cool rock bands are stemming are often stemmed from bored teenagers that don't know what they're doing. (laughs) That is the story of, you know, 80% of classic punk records. There's literally a famous Japanese band called boredom. So, yeah 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 (laughs) which are loud and noisy so i guess it kind of ties in huh Mm -hmm. well yeah and that's what i'm referencing earlier when boredom's Mm -hmm. played Lollapalooza's that really famous picture Mm -hmm. of the singer jumping yeah i forget the guy's uh kind of punk names that were his i like eye but i forget Mm -hmm. what his real name is but there's a real famous picture of him jumping like fucking six feet in the air i mean it's, it's crazy how high this guy jumps um, and I've, I kind of felt like, oh, that, that clearly had to be a reference to that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, just, you know, when Kenji jumps all the way up there, lands and does those kind of scat vocals, which is kind of what this guy I is known for is these kind of like improvised scat like vocals. I felt like, oh, that's gotta be a reference to, to that moment, mm-hmm. you know, to that picture. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's that. <laughs> I, I thought that I can't say anything be because I don't know anything about punk music. You little punk boys over there, you're, you're talking about punk music and stuff. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the mu- the music um, it helps that the it's it's a it's a movie about music, and the music great. Everything in this in this in the I thought in the show was really good, and there's like. This show is great restraint of being like really quiet and then music or like sound effects, mm-hmm. you know, sort mm-hmm. of back and forth contrast between the two. Lots of atmosphere. I think I, also some, thought- I think it's bold when when people choose to not put any music in, you know? Yeah. That's I feel like that says a lot more than like curating the entire movie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. not choosing not to put music in. That's like you it's one of my, go ahead with yourself. That's one of my biggest complaints about Spike Lee as a director is that he puts music in all of his movies. The entire fucking movie is his music mm. soundtrack. I love Spike Lee, but fucking come on, dude. Like just chill <laughs> chill with it, man. Some uh, moments need to be built up with no with no sound. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like Kenji's long pause before he asks about being in the band would not have the same effect if there was background music. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I also thought it was, I guess I have two two other little thoughts about this. I thought the amount of action that happens off screen is very interesting. Yeah, and, and the biggest example of that is what Jeff was talking about where he, Kenji acquires a bass guitar and he, you know, in this scene, Kenji walking down the street, a dude, you know, runs past him. Then a woman runs past him, chasing after him about the 
Or I, I think I think we see all the characters run by Kenji. Maybe it's just the guy with the bass guitar walks by, and then we hear that there's a robbery going on. The dude hands Kenji the bass guitar and runs off, runs off screen. And what's on screen is just Kenji holding this bass guitar for like 90 seconds or two minutes or something while we hear this guy chasing down a purse snatcher and grabbing him and a cop comes by on the bicycle and then they you know, have this whole conversation off screen about mm. oh you know thanks for catching this guy i need you to come down to the police station and file a report oh but i can't do that because i got a kid going on oh that's interesting but you still got to come do this and oh no just say the, the old lady caught him the old lady's like well, i'm not an old lady <laughs> they're having this big argument while kenji's just standing there holding a bass guitar yeah. And thus, Kenji has acquired a bass guitar, which is never, you know, like nobody ever, the, the film at no, at no point uh, asks, like, was that fucked up or not? Like, because I think it's kind of fucked up to just run off with some <laughs> bass guitar like that. But, uh, the film is not concerned with, with this. And maybe that this is a reflection of Kenji as being, you know, a delinquent kind of guy. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's about sort of the serendipitous yeah, occurrences of just a daily life. But yeah, it's like never, to your point, never addresses, never puts you in the perspective of those people who it may affect. I think that's why the comedy works so well mm-hmm. in this movie. I also thought it was very interesting when Mohawk Gang was hanging out outside the gas station and then the fish factory guy comes and starts counting them. And the Mohawk gang guys get real aggressive towards him and are like kind of bullying him and trying to intimidate him until one of their uh, graduated senpais comes up and is like, oh, hey, everybody. Oh, hello, boss. And gives him the bow. And then he introduces all the Mohawk gang guys like, oh, these are all my my little Kohai. And, you know, we're here to do some part time work. And all the Mohawk guys are like kind of having their you can i feel like you can see the gears twisting in their brain like oh wait like we have to be nice to the boss man because they <laughs> he's who gives us money you know and uh yeah i thought that was kind of an interesting interaction of like mm-hmm. uh yeah they probably you know they they felt like they had the right you know the the authority the ability to be rude to this guy and intimidate him but uh, actually, they're senpai that knows more than them, you know, that is presumably, he's certainly physically bigger and more muscular and presumably a lot tougher and scarier than any of the Mohawk gang. He shows this guy re- respect and defers to him. So it makes the Mohawk guys feel like, oh, actually, we fucked up. Like, we, we clearly don't understand the world very well. We're young and stupid. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Was this a scene where they get on the bus where the teacher shows up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, "Oh shit, we have to work." Fuck, like, yeah. and then they lose their like coolness, their, mm-hmm. their yeah. machoism. Like, nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Overall, a really good film. Like this is gonna go up in like my top. I don't know, top top list of movies, short lists for mm-hmm. for the last few years. 
um, it's a shame that we didn't get to see this premiere anywhere. Like, this would have been a perfect thing to show at Otakon or another convention as a premiere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truth. Truth. Yep. They missed out on that opportunity. Yeah, I would highly recommend that if you are into music or small indie movies, shorts, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I give this movie two thumbs up. I recommend it. Don't know that it's streaming anywhere, except for you'd have to rent it, right? Yeah, you can rent it from like Roku or Apple TV or, hmm. you know. It's on you gogoanime.pe. Oh, yeah, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Must be one of those Chinese sites. Uh. <laughs> you can get all that spam, Dan. That's how you get hot singles in the area. I know, that's how I get hot singles in my area. <laughs> I particularly like when I was watching Phoenix off this and Jeff was like, oh, it's on Crunchyroll. <laughs> you know, you can go to a website called because.moe and it'll tell you where the anime is streaming. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I'll oh, try come that. on. I'll try that next Too time. Too many steps, okay. Amelia. Oh my god. <laughs> I literally use it all the time, especially because hmm. like sometimes I can't figure out which seasonal is being licensed by certain people and I'm like, yeah, truth. Truth, I feel so that. Mad. I feel that. Or, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to watch a bunch of like older anime and I was like, dang, I hope it's streaming somewhere. So you just pop on because that Moe and it tells you right where it's streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward pause. <laughs> uh, are we going to go start a band right now? Um, I can sing and, and uh, eat, drink all your soda. <laughs> I can play drums. <laughs> Yeah, there, there was a period where you were, it was right before you you either mentioned that you were going to like move back and I remember being really motivated to start a band punk rock I don't know some kind of punk band and like yeah. and I was like I just instantly went to you in that moment and yeah I think I think it would have turned into <laughs> something but it, but yeah. that's all to say that it's just like all it's all you need is some inspiration in the moment and be have the courage or want uh-huh. to ask somebody just to join you and then you know oh my god are we starting a band yeah i'm ready oh my I'm god are, is this podcast turning into a band right now taco host podcast into a band a taco host band, band. <laughs> <laughs> a <taco host> band. <laughs> mm, hilarious i love it you never know uh, so we, I, I implore the last thing I'm going to say is I implore everyone to uh, ask your friend to start a band with you even if it only lasts for a week yeah, yeah I agree everybody should uh, you know give it give it a chance give it a try you know everybody has a has a right to participate in their their local community and have their voice heard and uh, get it you know, everybody mm-hmm. should you know snatch the opportunity to get out and express themselves even if it sucks even if it's not good you know like, mm-hmm. you should still just do it anyway just to to have the experience to try it out mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think I think a lot of times people get really fixated on like on on pride that like oh I don't want to like do this because I'm not going to be good at it or um, because I am afraid of embarrassing myself. Uh, I think people a should recognize that anything you do like you're bad at it. Everyone is bad at everything when they first start. Mm-hmm. And even disregarding the fact that being bad can be great if you are kind of doing this in the right context and, and framing it correctly. Like there are certainly ways to make awful music or like talentless music, but make it in a way that is, you know, emotionally and, and artistically uh, fulfilling and powerful. Uh, even disregarding that, even if your band honestly just sucks, I still think <laughs> you should do it. You know, because it's it's okay, you know, and, and you should still go through the motions and try because you'll never know if this is, you know, a medium that, that resonates with you if you never try. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah kids. It's okay. Okay to be bad. Yeah. It's okay to be bad, kids. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get off your goddamn phones and make a fucking band. Yeah. Post yeah. on TikTok <laughs> so I can watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see, you, we'll see you next week. Yes. Maybe. If our power doesn't go out. <laughs> <laughs> we got to invest in the power generator. <laughs> invest in laptops. Back up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Bye. Hey, goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you guys so much for listening and being here. We super appreciate every single one of you that listens to our podcast every week. Join our Discord to continue the conversation and get notified when we upload new episodes. Or if you just want to hang out and chat about anime. The invite link should be in the description of whatever platform you're listening to this on. As well as in our link tree of our Instagram at Otaku Host Club. Or on our website, www.otakuhostclub.com. We also have a voicemail box set up in case you want to call in, leave us a message, ask a question, talk about anime, let us know how your day is going, and we'll play it on the next episode. The number for that is 240-324-8295. And if you like our content, it would be super awesome if you went over to Apple Podcasts and left us a review. It's super helpful for us to get the word out. And if you do, we'll read it on air. And with that, we'll see you in the next episode.